Welcome to the walkthrough where we dive deep into the week's most trending topics with a rotating panel of the biggest brains in the industry. I am your co-host, Byron Lazine, along with Eric Simon, the broke agent. And this is going to be a marketing-heavy show, returning to the show, one of the best in the business at marketing listings. Paige Steckling is coming back to the show from Utah. She just dominates listing videos. If you are not following Paige, you should do that immediately. Utah Real Estate Paige, that's Paige with an I, just like she spells her first name. Welcome back to the walkthrough page. Thank you for having me. And I'm next to like the actual, or this way, the actual listing marketing king. So I feel inadequate with that introduction. We have the dynamic duo here. That is absolutely correct, Paige. Brad McCollum, first time on the walkthrough the walkthrough's last show of the year. I would put you and Paige up against any duo in the industry when it comes to listing videos. Brad is with The Real Brokerage in Canada. His team's done over $100 million in sales. And Brad, we are honored to have you for the first time on the walkthrough. Welcome to the show, my man. Guys, I'm so excited to be here. Thanks a lot for the invite. First and last time on the walkthrough. Yes, <laughs> I've assumed that. I've assumed that, so I've came yes. prepared. To make well, this will be this will be Eric's third and maybe last time doing an ad read ever. <laughs> Eric, take it away. The Walkthrough Podcast is presented by Keeping Current Matters, your go-to source for the insights and content you need to be the market expert. KCM is the best in the business at taking the latest housing data and curating it into powerful visuals and marketing content for video and social media that help you look great and give tons of value to your clients and prospects. At a time when the market's changing and consumers are asking questions most agents don't know the answer to, KCM makes it easy to build your brand as the market expert. Check out trykcm.com slash BAM so you can master the market in your marketing today. And this is a heavy marketing show to finish off the year. So make sure you hit that thumbs up button if you are pumped up about hearing from Paige and Brad on some of these marketing hacks to implement in 2023. And we'll start with our first topic. This is from Housing Wire, how to maximize your marketing in a down market. Housing Wire has great content in the industry. Uh, this, one, this particular article is geared towards lenders, but there's so many takeaways for our, uh, our purpose as real estate professionals. And I'm just gonna go with some of the high level takeaways that I had, and then we'll kind of bat this thing around on how we can maximize our overall marketing in this down market. So Fannie Mae reports that over the last eight years, a third of recent home buyers obtained only one mortgage quote. So one out of three uh, home buyers just obtained one mortgage quote. That's very similar to people selecting an agent. Okay, they meet somebody living, breathing with a license and boom, they're off to the races. Something to keep in mind. So even though multiple quotes or interviewing multiple agents, I would add, is widely agreed to be a sensible way to save money in a uh, struggling housing market. Absolutely. You want an expert in your corner. So imagine the potential outcome of engaging meaningfully, meaningful uh, with this specific subset of consumers at the right time in their shopping journey. So, so like what co meaningful content 
can we put together uh, to really speak to people when they're in the interview, before they get to the interview process, if they're only going to interview one potential agent or even uh, lender. Don't forget to read the room, okay? Research consistently suggests that a key demographic that marketers should focus on is age, okay? Uh, the way you effectively engage a first-time Gen Z or millennial homeowner should be different from how you approach a baby boomer. I'd love everybody's opinion on that. Do you agree, disagree on that? Baby boomers are motivated by personal freedom while millennials are motivated by work-life balance and Gen Z is truly a digital first population. So let's start there. Let's, let's start with that baby boomer millennial uh, comparison. Do you make different content for each category? And, and then we'll get into more of how we're gonna maximize our marketing efforts uh, in this down market. So, uh, Paige, we'll start with you when it, you, you're putting out just tremendous listing videos and, and other content as well. But are you thinking about, is this for a millennial or is this for a boomer? How, how are you doing that? Um, not necessarily. I mean, I think generally it is a younger demographic on Instagram in general. Um, but I try to post my content across different platforms mainly what I try to do is cycle the type of content I'm doing. So I don't want to just bore people with all listing videos. I'll try to post something funny, like a trending audio and then something that's informative, a helpful tip, and then, you know, mix in with my marketing stuff. So I try to cycle it through. So something funny, some local tips, a helpful tip with real estate, and then mix in with my actual listing videos. So I think cycling it and making sure you're not doing too much of one thing in a row is going to keep everybody around and engaged um, and keep the most amount of followers and different types of people on your page. I've heard you say on, uh, I don't know if it's TikTok or Instagram or somewhere, uh, you're like, hey, I'm getting all these comments about, you know, how, how much marketing am I actually going to put behind this house? And you're like, yeah, I'm going to market the hell out of this house. I'm going to be marketing it and advertising it everywhere. When you list with Paige, that's what you're going to get. You're going to have maximum marketing efforts. So what else besides what we're just seeing on TikTok and Instagram are you doing to maximize the exposure of one single listing? Um, well, I'd say besides posting it everywhere on social media, you want to make sure all of the neighbors know about the house. And I think, I mean, there's kind of a debate about this, but I think neighbors sell houses. They want somebody that mm. they know and they like to live by them. And so sending out little just listed postcards and then sending out email blasts. I have an email list of every single agent that's in Utah. So they're going to get email blasts of, um, you know, the highlights of the listing, just like a quick highlight of the home with the link. Um, and then my team is making calls and, you know, we're doing stuff constantly. Also boosting the videos that we've already posted on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube. So we really, in our listing appointment, we go over every point that we're of how we're going to get your listing out to every buyer and agent possible. I hope people didn't skip over something that Paige said in there. We're getting this out to the entire brokerage community, going into a listing appointment and being able to articulate to a homeowner that I'm going to market this to the public, number one, and to the entire brokerage community, number two. And here's how I'm going to do it. That alone is a differentiator with your competition because not many agents know how to do that or are doing it or certainly aren't articulating it at the dining room table. Brad, are you making different content for different age groups? And how are you maximizing your content for listings and to get more listings right yeah. now? 
Yeah. You know what? When I read that, that article, I thought uh, sort of the same thing as what Paige was saying. I think a lot of the listing videos on the higher end properties <clears throat> that we list are almost naturally going out to more of a boomer population, right? Just they're the ones that can likely afford those properties. Um, and then a lot of that other sort of talking head or more informational content that's really on, that's maybe more newsworthy is the stuff that's going on. Uh, it, it's going out to the people that have uh, that most on their mind. Like the people who are trying to maybe get into the market feeling like housing is overpriced. So we're trying to tell stories through all of it. I think my favorite part of the article though that you sent was it talked about the importance of like empathy and I think that's the thing that we can do really well in, in our marketing. If we want to speak to say, um, you know, Gen Z or the Gen Z, is that right? I don't even know. Millennials. Yeah. yeah so Gen Z and correct. then millennials. Okay. You know, Gen yeah. Z is just coming up into some home there we buying go. ages. AKA the Zoomers. Bro. Yeah, this, that's right. So anyways, those people, those people, I think you need to tell stories that show you're empathetic to your, to their situation, to the fact that things are so expensive and, and so difficult right now and, and really try to arm them with sort of knowledge to kind of help them along the way. So I think in that way, we probably speak to different, um, different clients, but, um, I would say something that Paige does, uh, really well when she's talking about all those different areas of how she's reaching out to people. Um, I think it's very similar to, to us. So I don't think we have any big differentiators there, but I think the biggest thing is, is that now that we've built sort of a following or an audience, we have something that's more marketable than just the video itself. So it used to just be like, Oh, a great video, but a great video, you know, if it gets 800 views versus 15,000 views, there's a big value difference there as well on just how many people you can reach out to. Um, so I think one of the biggest arguments for agents building personal brands and creating content around their listing tours or in 2023 in general is really based around that idea of the larger the audience you have, the more leverage you have to actually market to that audience. And so that's became um, a big advantage for us because I'm in a city now and I'm sure I'm sure, Paige, you find the same thing. Like video is no longer a secret. Everyone's doing it. And there's so many other great content creators out there in my market that now one of our biggest advantages is not necessarily that our, our, our video is so great itself, but it's that mm -hmm. we have a 36,000 subscriber YouTube channel that we sell a lot of real estate to. And, and that is a value add for our sellers. I'm sure you're doing this and both you and Paige could be doing this. You know, Tim Smith, who I'd put in your category, both of your categories of a top listing video producer. I mean, he, he is an OG he is. Uh, on, on listing videos. He goes into the listing appointment and he talks about the impressions. Okay. Yeah. And nobody in his market in Newport beach, California can match him on impressions. And you've got that YouTube following count. You kind of went there. Are you talking specifically showing them here's the impressions I'm going to get on your home, whether yeah. the video, you know, is an award-winning video or not. Both of you guys, are you talking impressions and how are you breaking that down for consumers to understand? Yeah, I have it in my listing presentation. Like I have video examples of listing videos that I do and then the views that they're getting. Um, and I would add two for agents that are listening that maybe don't have as big of a following. I would say one of the biggest marketing tools that you can use in a down market specifically is boosting your listing videos, whether it's on YouTube or TikTok or um, Instagram. So I boost all of my listing videos on, on all the platforms, but particularly on Instagram, you can boost it to exactly the cities or local areas that you want. And then it gets your video more views. If you don't have a big following, it looks amazing to your sellers. Cause you're like, this is how many views are on your listing video. They see the awesome listing video. 
And then your target market is seeing that video. I've gotten so many listings just from boosting those listing videos. People saying, oh, I saw that. That was awesome. I want my house to have one of those. I, that was an amazing ad. Then they're following my page. They're seeing my other stuff. So it's going out to your target market. It makes you look awesome to your sellers and it gets you more business. So I would say as far as marketing and spending money, that's one of the best ways you can spend money and get your money's worth out of the video that you're making. Are you showing views and impressions or just views? Um, I'm showing both. Okay, good. Because yeah. you don't want someone, here's what happens with a homeowner. Paige walks in and I see her talking about views. Paige is a very sophisticated, nuanced, you know, producer of content. She knows that a real view is more valuable than an impression. She knows that. But yeah. Sally, the homeowner, sees Paige walk in potentially and just shows views or someone else just shows views. And then, you know, let's say Paige does come in and shows views and impressions. Well, now I'm, I'm gravitating towards the bigger number as a homeowner who doesn't understand the difference between yeah. an impression and a view. And we know the impressions are going to be much bigger. So we don't want to risk you know, them being undereducated, us showing only real views, the next person walking in showing the big number impressions, they get the listing. And it's like, no, they're not even close to getting as many <laughs> eyeballs as I am, but they showed the bigger number. Got to show both. Brad, what are you doing uh, to educate somebody in a short period of time without them glazing over in the listing appointment to actually earn the business so you can put your powerful YouTube channel to work? Yeah. So in fact, when we go to listing presentations, I basically get all of the typical services that we offer out of the way by saying, like, you know, what's your expectation of a professional agent? I would imagine, you know, photography and, and measurement, a great write-up and all these things. Everything that every other agent's going to come here and tell you that they're going to do, we include 100%. That stuff has to be done. Um, you know, like marketing to the community, um, marketing to your neighbors, all of that stuff. But I want to talk to you only about what we do differently because that's really our value. And then I talk about the video. I talk about the short form. One of the things that I really talk about is how we don't just do our long form video on YouTube. We also create three or four pieces of short form for that same property so we can continually reintroduce it to our audience every week or two. So rather than just having that initial marketing push, we have a way to keep reminding people that we have this property for sale every 10 to 12 days. So I don't have to worry two weeks out when my client calls me up and says like, hey, how come it hasn't sold yet? Or what are you guys doing? I can say, yeah, we just dropped another video on that property showing one aspect of it or one feature of it. And so it helps service them. So they're excited and happy. It helps keep it in front of all of our clients. So, you know, oftentimes people have to see something a few times before they decide to, you know, even go back and watch the video. So what I find is that creating marketing, it takes so much time that like what Paige is saying about boosting the videos or using it in your listing presentation or whatever, it's all about like, it takes so much time to create high quality marketing and you have to leverage it. And so whatever way you can leverage it to get as much value as possible out of it by posting it on LinkedIn and Facebook and YouTube and TikTok and Instagram, um, you're going to maybe potentially find someone there. So when I'm in the listing presentation, what I talk about is things like, hey, listen, my my uh, YouTube channel, it gets over a million minutes of watch time um, every month. So that means that even in the 20 minutes that I'm here with you today, like even in just those first 20 minutes, I've already gotten 700 minutes of watch time for my existing clients. And all of my channel is pretty much dedicated solely to listing videos. So none of it is about saying, hey, I'm the top agent or I'm the guy you should work with. It's all me as just a guide to take people through the homes. And so when I talk about the power of video, what I always tell them, I address the fear that they have, which is that 
the, they're, they're the point of sale that, you know, once they sign the listing agreement, um, my, my job is done. And so I try to address that by saying like, listen, the biggest challenge with this is that in my market, there's 7,000 agents and there's only one me. And so what means it, what it means is it's likely one of the other 7,000 agents have a buyer that's going to come to your home. So the guy that you're actually hiring or the gal that you're actually hiring to sell your house is not the one selling your house, right? There's that, there's that barrier between you and them. And so what I've found with our videos, it's like a hack. It's like a workaround. I want to talk directly to the buyer about the work that you did in your home. I want to talk directly to the buyer about what you love about it, about that renovation that you did in your kitchen or what you love about when the light comes in at three o'clock in the afternoon, like whatever it is, I want to tell your story directly to the buyer because if I leave it up to the buyer's agent, he doesn't care. He's not going to get that through to them. He's not going to share that story. And so right. if you watch Paige's content, if you watch my content, it's like, yeah, the homes look great and the movements are cool and all that sort of stuff. Like with the, but the biggest hack is that we're talking directly to the buyer, something that otherwise yes. you don't get to do. And that's what I like about, you know, what, what housing wire in this article broke down where baby boomers motivation is different than millennials and Gen Z. So when we talk <clears> about <throat> just overall maximizing the dollars spent going into 2023, what's going to be a down market in quarter one, quarter two, we have to solve those very specific problems as real estate professionals for those demographics, whether it be the boomers or whether it be the millennials. Boomers have the money, okay? Yeah. Boomers control one-seventh of the world's wealth, okay? So they're flush with cash. They're, they're not worried about the mortgage interest rate. They're more worried about how am I going to leave my family who's been in this area for so long, right? It's cold in Canada in the winters. Am I right, Brad? How it am is. I going to leave them and, and hop down to Florida, which many Canadians do, for three, four months. If you can solve that problem, if you can speak to that in a listing video or any type of marketing, you might trigger a conversation where it's like, hey, I didn't think this was possible, but let's have a deeper conversation. I guess maybe it is possible. There's other people pulling it off and it's actually a benefit to their family experience having this other location or the millennials, maybe not understanding that there are opportunities for them to get down payment assistance on a particular listing, right? And that yeah. wouldn't, you know, work in maybe a luxury market, but it might work for a different, you know, type of house that somebody else might be might be servicing. So um, I think it's I, I would be I'd be hooking in with those specific categories. I think it's also important to understand how each demographic consumes content, kind of going back to what Paige said originally. Like the boomers are going to be consuming it more on Facebook, millennials on Instagram, yeah. Gen Z on TikTok. So if you have one of these long videos that Brad produces on YouTube, maybe the agent should be consciously thinking, how do I break this down into a quick hitting TikTok video? Okay, so there's that TikTok video. How do I make this a reel that isn't as you know quick cutty basically, yeah. but kind of more for millennials? So not even just having empathy for the fact that boomers are motivated by freedom, Gen Z's digital, millennials yeah. work life, home balance, but how are they actively consuming content and making sure that information is disseminated across all these platforms? That's why it's so important to be on all of these because if you're just posting to Instagram, that's millennials and Gen Z and boo. I mean, Instagram is kind of broad now, but well, like, it, if you want to hit that Gen Z audience, you do have to be on TikTok. You it's do also have to the, be it's also the, the stories that you tell about each of those properties. Like we sell properties that are definitely going to be for a first time home buyer. It's definitely going to be for someone that fits a younger demographic. So we speak to that. We tell the story of that, whereas other properties might speak to someone who's thinking of building yeah. their legacy, right? Or their, or their family. So as long as you obviously, you know, 
follow fair housing laws, um, there's still ways to, to basically give each property an avatar and then create your marketing for that. You can't be like, what's up, Zoomers? Welcome to this property. You can have your <laughs> exactly. gaming room in here. And yeah. Are you I mean, a you Zoomer living in Utah? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I, well, I think also, Eric, to your point, so many agents have just went all in on Instagram and ignored the other platforms. Brad made obviously a brilliant move by investing deep into YouTube. Cause I think YouTube is genius, Brad. It's, it's more understandable for the baby boomer to be like, yeah, wow. What a great platform to dominate on that. The competition isn't dominating on the NFL just signed Sunday ticket over to YouTube TV for the next seven or yeah. even more years. I don't know Eric, how many years it was, but it was a big $14 billion deal. Boomers know about that deal, which means Utah YouTube TV is potentially something they're going to be paying for monthly. And you're talking to me now about YouTube when I'm going to list my house six months later. It's very relatable where Instagram and certainly TikTok may not hit as easily with a boomer. I All right. For sure. I don't have, I have my mate, my biggest following on Instagram. It's some of the older couples that I work with don't even have Instagram. So I'm like, I have a How large- do I find that video? I'm like trying to show it to them, but it's easier to send them a link from YouTube or I can show them the numbers, but they relate a lot more to YouTube or Facebook. So, Yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right, let's uh, check that off. We'll go to topic number two. Uh, this is a BAM article. We link it up as always in the show notes. Hit the thumbs up if you're enjoying these tips. Uh, topic number two, videos real estate agents can make in 2023. I'll run through them uh, quickly. Uh, right before I run through them, 73% of homeowners are likely to visit to list with an agent who uses video. Okay. That's according to NAR or how, uh, listings, uh, or how listings with video receive 403% more inquiries. So obviously gotta, gotta be using this and here are the videos to make property tours, area guides, Q and a videos, expert interviews, home buying, selling, or investing tips, uh, real estate market updates, green screen videos, behind the scenes and local business businesses and attractions. So if let, let's start with Paige, if an agent is going to just pick one of these nine videos, they have been really, it's been a weak spot in their marketing. Okay. In 2023, they know the cost of entry, uh, you know, to be dominant in their market, like started in 2018, you had to be all in on video. They're finally going to do it now in 2023. Which of these nine categories should be the first one they go all in on and how do they get it done? Um, well, it's tough because like I said, you don't want to do too much of one thing. But like I said, I think if you're not doing listing videos, you have to start doing impressive listing videos and they can be short. Sometimes like if you have a smaller listing, you can just do a cool intro about what is your favorite feature about the house? What is going to make somebody buy the house? What's the ideal buyer? do a cool intro about it and then have your videographer go through the house and just get some cool quick shots. Um, so I'd say listing videos, number one. And like I said, you can boost them in your local area, get more business, look good to your sellers. And then also I would say local guides because that also is going to be geared towards your target market and help get you more followers in your local area, more people interested in what you're posting and then keep you top of mind with new clients who are going to use you. Um, and it gives them a reason to want to follow you when they're like, Oh, I wouldn't know what to do you know, during Christmas time or what's going on, what are the best things to do in the summer or the best hikes locally. So I think that gives local people, your target market reason to stick around. Brad, which direction you were, would you go with if you could only pick one for 2023? 
Uh, yeah, if I had to pick one, I, I of course would just stick with listing videos. Um, and simply put, I think if we look at what the dynamics could be in 2023, it's just that going to be harder to sell your house. And so this is going to be something that actually might, might potentially move the needle mm -hmm. uh, for your sellers. And, and so the thing that I struggled the most with when I got my license was I just didn't believe half the BS that I was told to tell sellers was an advantage for them. Like I have a list of buyers and wait and that kind of stuff. I was like, that's not true. That's not, this is not going to help them sell their home. So I thought, what is the one thing that I could do to actually get someone more excited about it, make their property stand out? And if you can communicate that value to your clients in 2023, it's huge. I would make a bold prediction that like, if your goal in 2023 is not necessarily to maybe sell more homes or maybe sell as many homes, your real goal in 2023 should be to secure more market share. That mm. should be the only goal that you have. And I would argue that agents that have listing video forward businesses are going to secure more market share. It's way harder for Paige and I, I bet you in February, March of this year, um, to try to offer that same service to everyone when there's just, just no time to even think and you're just working 90 hours a week. But this next year will be a huge opportunity <clears throat> differentiator for those agents um, who do that because they can really easily communicate their value. They don't have to communicate, you know, convince anyone of anything. I'd say second thing is local guides as well, because you're either working with someone who's trying to see the value from uh, what, it, what do you offer me as a seller? And if you're looking at it from a position of, of, of being a buyer, you really want someone who understands the area and who's going to understand your concerns. And so local guides show that level of authority. And it once again gives you an opportunity to show, I think, which is like the biggest point of that earlier article, which is the empathy, like that you empathize with people in that area, that 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 community, that you understand it, that you understand the local businesses there. It gives you a, a chance to really show who you are and how devoted you are to your city or your community. So, Brad, so you just gave the same exact answers that Paige gave. Yeah, yeah. but but immediately they they said, oh, yeah, property green, tours. Green. Yeah. Yeah. understanding where the power in this business comes from on the listing. So yeah, they, they know that the power is in the listing and that uh, hmm. makes sense that it was, well, listen, know, don't both you guys dominate on listings. Yeah. But I was going to say, don't, don't have two listing video agents on and then ask them that question. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, seriously though, the green, right. we green, shouldn't have had you on, Brad. I, I right. think the green screen one is the other really powerful one. Yeah. And I actually think because of all the other videos that are on that list, green screens kind of cool because like there is no such thing as the news anymore like all the big news networks are only opinion shows, right? So everyone just wants to know your take. And so if you can share a, an article, you can either empathize with it or you can argue against it or do something, but you know that at least that if someone's going to follow you, you stand for something. And if you stand for something, like they might agree with you, they might disagree, but it's an opportunity to promote engagement. And so I'll, I'll quote my, or not quote, but I'll reference my good friend, uh, Bob Tompkins. On TikTok, he's doing these reaction videos um, to stuff about the market. But what's brilliant about his videos is that you have to watch the thing that he's disagreeing with first until you get to the part where you actually see what his hot take is going to be on it, which creates longer view durations and which creates engagement. And it's, a, it's like a brilliant way to kind of communicate your point. So green screen videos about like newsworthy topics in your area is something that we're actually going uh, pretty heavy on as well. Yeah, Bob's videos have an immediate hook. And I totally agree about the green screen videos. I think the article provides the immediate hook. Yeah. And they're so easy to film because 
your head's in a very small location, right? You could, you could either make your head bigger or smaller. You could place it in different areas. So if people who are self-conscious about video, green screen videos are the perfect place to start because there's no high production quality. There's, you don't need a camera. You don't need anything besides your phone. And you have all these little quick cuts and you could literally read the article while you're talking about it. So you yeah. basically have the script right there for you. And then just the ability to replicate these. Anytime there's a news article, you could do it. Anytime there's a social media article, I'm doing these on Broke Agent Media. I get excited when there's like an Instagram update or something because I have something to talk about <laughs> and because I have that immediate hook with the green screen right there. But people need to realize how to do these videos. You can't just sit there and read the article, right? Yeah. You have to be popping up in different places. There has to be quick cuts and you actually have to move the article around to the points that you're making. So you don't want to just have the headline in the background. You want to yeah. move around to where you're actually talking. And you also have to make sure the headline isn't being blocked by what you're doing. So I see a lot of agents now doing these green screen videos because they see us doing them. They see Gary Vee doing them. I mean, I don't know if they're trying to replicate us, but then but their heads Gary are v would be probably Gary Vee, but their head's huge and it's blocking what they're even talking about. Like that yeah. headline needs to be the hook right there. That's what you're talking about. You got to sit there like this in the corner and point at it and describe exactly what's going on. So I'm definitely with you with the green screen videos. And then I think the Q&A videos, anytime you're getting questions in your comment section, people asking about the market, asking about some specific factor in a real estate transaction, those are the great videos to make because that's literally what people are asking about. The question we get asked all the time, Byron, how do you guys make those captions, right? We're going to be doing videos on those. We're going to be doing courses, seminars, and stuff like that. So anytime I get questions in the comments about social media or something, those are immediate um, videos that I want to make. Yeah. The captions question is all the time. There's actually, we'll put a link down below. If you've got questions about the captions, hit that link and sign up there. We've got a bunch of stuff coming out on that. I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to go with um, you on the green screen video. So I will, you know, Brad copied page. I'll copy Eric on green screens. I'll take it at a different approach. I agree. And I know Brad, you mentioned this, you know, definitely cover, be the voice in your local community. If there's local news on a local outlet, like South Florida, it's wink news. Uh, you know, it could be the patch in a certain market. It could be anything, whatever your local newspaper is or news outlet, be covering that hundred percent of the time. If you have a County or a town hall, the minutes be the one actually covering those minutes. People don't know how to find out what's going on with the wetlands committee and these different things that are happening in the County and the town hall. You could be the one covering that, but how about this? If you're like, well, I'm never one, I'm not as charismatic as Paige on camera walking through a tour. I'll never look as good as Brad the way he shows a house. I know that's that's me for sure. I'm I'm totally out of my element walking through a house and pointing things out. I'm a face the camera guy, right? Well, you could still have a listing video that competes with impressions on Instagram and TikTok by using green screen and just showing the listing behind you. Okay. So we all have these listings, whether on Zillow or they're on yeah. your own website, whether, you know, it's your boomtown site or something else, you could actually just put the listing behind you, scroll through it and create a listing video without ever leaving your office, without ever leaving your house. Here, here's one other video that I think would absolutely crush on green screen that I don't see anybody doing taking the listings that aren't yours on Zillow in your market and doing the top five transactions of the week. So one way to raise your income, 
or to, to gain market share in the luxury market in 2023 would be saying, here are all of our sales in Utah over a million dollars for this week. Now you're saying our because it's our community. It's our marketplace. Now a consumer sees that and they're, you know, it's a little trickery, okay? Wow, look at Paige is doing all these deals over a million. No, she's emceeing what's happening in the market and just using Zillow as the green screen to show those beautiful properties. And people are now relating that agent with those properties. And if they have a luxury question or they wanna go see one of these million plus homes, they're gonna go to that agent. That's how you break into a luxury market. If you want a great example of this, and you're right, Byron, I have not seen agents do this, but Samir from Zillow Gone Wild, he runs yeah. the page Zillow Gone Wild Celebrity Home Shopping. He does incredible videos of celebrity homes where he'll go into Khloe Kardashian's house and say, here's what I like about the house. Here's what I don't like about the house. And it's literally just him, his head popping up in different corners and saying, you know, this is what I like about the kitchen. This is what I don't like. And he's doing it in this really kind of funny, sarcastic way. And at the end, he gives a great summary of it and then lists exactly what's in the property. So you could literally replicate that exact style for your listing or for other agents. listings. There's like this said. unwritten rule that agents get mad that, hey, you're you know, showing my listing. Screw that. Screw that unwritten rule. Cool. It's, it's on Zillow. Exposure. Like, I That's feel right. like, yeah. So Unless you're talking crap. Would about you get the mad, listing, Paige, if somebody have... took your listing video or your listing and, and was promoting it on a green screen video? Would that upset no. you? I have people asking me all the time, like, hey, is it okay if I go to a video or go to a tour? I'm like, yes, please, free advertising for my listing. And then I reach out to the seller. I say, hey, I have a couple agents going in to do a video tour of your house. Just that's why I acted like I set it up and I'm the one doing it. So I'm like, oh, that's amazing. Yeah. Like, even more exposure. So I'm like, yes, please go. I feel like you should be happy. I used to do that before I had enough of my own listings. I would do what I called listings of the week, but I would just post it as a still. I would get permission and I'd say, here, here's my, here's my listing of the week, my favorite listing. What do you think? And people would think it was my listing, but um, of course. if you did that on video, it'd yeah. be even better. And you could say, Hey, these are the listings of the week, top listings of the week and go through awesome listings. I think that's a great. And, and if you're trying to break into the luxury, they've got fantastic photos. You you're not paying yeah. for those photos. They're yeah. online. You get to showcase that. And it's people love looking at beautiful property. So I, I think, I think that's, I, I hope we see some of that. Uh, for, for hungry agents that are trying to break in. All right. Uh, topic number three, general discussion. These last two topics are going to be really fun. Close out the year on the walkthrough. Uh, the best of 2022. This could be the best piece of marketing. Uh, you're just maybe your favorite thing that happened in your business or in the real estate industry in general. Best of 22. Brad, what do you got? Oh God! Don't start with me. Start start with Paige. Best Brad, how about us in Greenville, South Carolina? Yeah, eating Chilean sea bass. Oh, Chilean sea bass in Greenville was, that was great. A great time. Exactly. That, that was actually I had a really good time. Um, Eric's nice. He's just a nice enough to let you feel like you're becoming his friend, and then he immediately lets you know there's a wall that you should not go past that point. And you're like, okay, okay, no, that's good. I appreciate exactly. that. Um, yeah, you know what? A lot of things happened like in my business uh, this year that was pretty, pretty pumped about. Um, obviously I do a little bit of stuff with that one, that one brokerage company. So I've had a chance to do some stuff more on like a leadership side that I never thought I would do. So, um, that was kind of neat, but actually you it's more of my it, team. Brad. You could say the name. Ah, whatever. What's the uh, name, Brad? It's say real, a uh, real broker. Oh, oh, real. Yeah. 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 How's I don't know if you guys spell? heard it or not. Anyways. Um, <laughs> no, but <laughs> my team, 
Uh, I'm pretty stoked because I, the biggest thing for me is like, I always knew that my brand, I was going to do okay in my market. I wasn't sure if I was ever going to be able to make that leap from personal brand to really helping my team grow. And so if you look at my Instagram account this last year, you'll see, I probably broke like every rule about it. I really, in a lot of pieces, just showcased agents on my team and them and their listings. And, and I did it because I just thought like, what's like what business do I want to build here? I want to build a business where agents want to, or clients want to work with different agents on my team where they feel like they're sort of um, characters in, in this, this, uh, this brand that we have, not just that it's this one person. And so I was able to look back over my team and every agent on my team um, made over six figures this year. So it was a, a big move for them. They've got some, some big goals for 2023. And, uh, and so I'm excited about that part of it. Love it. Paige, what's your best of 22? Um, well, I added on Malaysia. Shout out to Malaysia. She probably won't. Maybe she'll see this. But um, so I added on my first buyer specialist and a transaction coordinator. So nice. I'm not like to the Good level move. of big team. But for me, adding on a buyer specialist and a, basically she's not a transaction coordinator. She's like a full admin, like keeping me organized. Stuff. Yeah, but handling transactions, listings. Yes. So that was huge. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. This is so much better than me running around like an insane person all day, every day. Um, so that was awesome. I love Malaysia. She's so great with our buyers. Um, she's like the cutest thing. She's on top of it. She's awesome. Um, and then coming on the podcast, I still am like, what am I doing on this podcast next to like some of these big timers? I'm just an agent in Utah, but um, the Bam Bash was awesome. You guys killed it with that. That was fun. Glad you guys talked me into going to the Tom Ferry Summit. Um, yeah, what else? I got in with some good builders, which was fun. So yeah, it was a great year. You mentioned Bam Bash. Are you going to Elite in Vegas in a month? I don't know. A month and a half? I, I don't know. Probably not, but. <laughs> Bam Bash number two is coming out. A little secret there. We're breaking right. on, the, on the final. Hey, I got one more thing to add. I got one more thing to add. Um, we pulled off the biggest open house in Canada's history Wow! in our market in summer, in the summer of this year. Last year I did a video. I think you guys actually featured it um, in an, an article with me. It's like this cocktail party video. Yeah. And at that video, at the beginning of it, um, a couple of guys, like the owner knew some guys at Ferrari and they brought out a couple of cars just for the opening of the video, but they were there while we filmed that night. And so they were watching me running around and directing like 40 of my, 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 you know, intoxicated friends that were all had babysitters. And we had to get it all done in like two and a half hours. So we're running around and they watched this. And at the end they called up and they're like, man, I, I think it's really, I've never really seen, I thought you guys were just real estate agents. Why are you guys doing this whole media production? And we're excited to see it. They saw the video in the end and that started a relationship with Ferrari of Alberta and our province. Wow. And so they started saying like, Hey, what should we, um, you know, how can we like do something together in the future? And we ended up getting this sort of Italian inspired sort of listing. It's like a $7 million listing, 15,000 square feet. Leonardo DiCaprio stayed there when they filmed The Revenant. And they saw the listing and they said, hey, the new Ferrari 296, no one's seen it in North America yet. It doesn't come out for three years because of COVID. So um, the cool thing is, is like we would like to have our whole Rolodex of clients come out and put on a Ferrari Italian themed sort of like an evening in an Italy event in the middle of summer. And so we ended up having 400 guests. We had uh, 50 Ferraris like show up from all the owners that came out. They had like those little Italian buses 
busing people out wow. and back to their cars. There was like, um, there was a little like speakeasy in the basement where if you got handed a card, you could go get a little shot of Louis Trace. Like it, we had three country music acts. Like it was the wildest oh thing ever. And the evening ended um, with uh, reports of two two uh, women naked in the hot tub inside the basement of the of the place. Awesome. And we were like. And I was just like, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm standing there with my wife. And I'm like, well, obviously we're not going downstairs. And, uh, but the Ferrari guys were like, this is legendary. Like we just pulled off the biggest open house. So it was the coolest thing that we've ever done. And after that, I committed to never throwing an open house again. Cause I was like, everything else is going to be horrible. Well, I'm sure the, the PR was probably insane. Off of the PR has been insane for us. Yeah. It's been, it's been pretty wild. Yeah. Have you actually not thrown an open house since? That's correct. Yeah. Wow. Just that's just George Costanza open houses. That's it. That's it. Yeah, it was fun. But that was the, it was like a really wild moment because you know how everyone watches Selling Sunset and they're like, yeah. it's nothing like that. That, that one night like we were like, well, it's kind of it's kind of like that. It's yeah, that's like that legendary. <laughs> Eric, what do you cool. got? Best of twenty two. I mean, starting Bam Byron. I, you know, we have to Correct. say this starting broke agent media, starting the biggest media company in real estate. It's been an incredible journey so far being with you in your office in January when I flew down to Naples to uh, make some videos and talk about the creation of this. We literally mapped out the show. We called it the walkthrough. And I we... have a surprise from that, from that day. I, I, I have a whole framed picture of that first sketch, uh, uh, sketch that yeah we wireframed the entire yeah. site we talked about like who we want to bring bring on and kind of like mapped out exactly how we wanted this to go and i think it's been really cool to see our commitment obviously with bam the blogs the videos the podcast and everything but with this show specifically there it is right there this is yeah, the original this, wireframe that's the wireframe this is exactly. not the uh framed version yeah um but the, i mean this show is is awesome i think getting two rotating you know, characters every single week, it's really hard to pull off because, you know, agents, everyone has different stuff they have to do. But I think it just brings a completely different flavor to the industry, getting other people's insights on news topics and hearing their opinion on marketing and just seeing different faces on a weekly basis. I think that's really fun. Obviously, the Bam Bash was incredible. It was probably the coolest party at a real estate conference, at least that I've been to. I've been to, you know, real estate conferences two or three a year for like the last eight years to see people in person and actually hear people saying like, Hey, we're digging what you're doing. I think that, you know, personal message from people like Brad, you said that to me. I, I don't know if it was at the band bash or at the hotel afterwards, we were just like, Hey, you guys are crushing it. Like love the amount of content you're putting out like that personal interaction with people means so much when you're just sitting here distributing content all day, because you don't see it. You don't know how people are actually engaging with it. You don't know if they even care. But to see people actually like come up to us and you and myself, Byron, and actually say, hey, we're learning from the content. We're enjoying it. I like what you guys are doing. You're making the industry more fun. That's like the best thing you could possibly hear. So Bam Bash, Walkthrough, Starting Bam. Those are my three favorites. Yeah, I mean, Bam would be obviously my favorite. It is on its way to becoming the biggest media company in real estate. There's no question about it. We will take that space. We are coming, uh, working with great partners like KCM puts on this podcast you can try kcm for free of course the link below that, that goes without saying but i've got Great i've got two right other uh favorites for 2022 they just put a smile to my face and this might be a little grim reaper-esque but here it goes number one 
open door is down 93% year to date. Actually, Haley, maybe we can edit it in for the visual for the folks on YouTube. Hit the thumbs up if you like this visual. Open door, just a straight red crash. The other day, open door was under trading under a dollar. They're going to get notified soon uh, by the stock exchange. Like, hey, if you don't get up over a buck here, if you can't even get up over, you know, 99 cents, we're going to have to delist you. So open door with their just straight, you know, audacity of saying agents are not needed for years is now coming back to bite them. There's nothing better than that. Number two, um, the metaverse is a ghost town. Okay. So all these people that were talking digital real estate, all these freaks out there that thought digital real estate was going to become more valuable than something that actually keeps the rain and the hurricanes from, you know, you, you know, making your life a living hell, uh, they are now walking around in a ghost town. It's just them and SBF, okay? Those are the only two walking around the metaverse. Uh, not saying that the metaverse will be totally useless forever, but it is certainly useless IRL in real life, all right? That's that's my best for 22. So your best Let me know is, the you... is the destruction of a company and the failing of an <laughs> entire crypto industry? Listen, I mean, what about, I mean, anything sentimental about BAM, the BAM bash? I did. I said the BAM. I said, I mean, you just, you by blazed far. by it immediately. It was like it well, didn't even happen. You, you did such a great job, Eric, of covering everything almost. Yeah, I did you actually. Know. Like bullet point. Yeah. yeah just like, yeah, yeah. check. Okay, got that. Listen, if, I mean, BAM has got some crazy stuff coming for 2023. I'm actually more excited even about the future for that. Let's go to uh, New Year's business resolutions. Paige, start with you. Um, I am the worst. I just kind of like to go off of like what I'm feeling and when I'm in the flow and like, you know, go off of what I feel good about. But I'm a true like artist. Yeah, Energy. But um, I would like to do some more client events. I would like to grow my YouTube from 22 people when I when I met uh, Brad at the Van Bash. He was like 22, 2200. I was like, no, I have 22 subscribers. <laughs> Um, so I think I'm up to like 80 now. So. He didn't walk away from you after it's that. A 4X. It's a 4X. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm um, getting in my Ferrari now. Next Bam Bash, you page. have to have over 2,000 YouTube subscribers to get into the party. Yeah, that's perfect. And over 10,000 on Instagram. All right. Well, that'll determine if I buy my ticket or not um, to the conference. But so I'd like to grow my YouTube. I'd like to do some more awesome client events. Um, and then obviously, I would just like to grow in ways that... I never have to make the call. Who do you know that wants to buy or sell real estate? Because that's what I did last year. And it's been awesome. People are coming to me. So, you know, just building relationships with awesome client events, putting out great content that make people want to follow you and stay top of mind. And then just um, giving that wow factor. I think there probably is going to be less business for most agents in 2023. So, I mean, yep, if you're showing... Definitely half of the homes, what can you do to have that wow factor and make yourself stand out that you may not have, have had time to do last year, you know? So I feel like in order to get more business, when things pick up again, the business that you do have, just giving them that wow factor, whether it's having like little snacks at showings, going above and beyond for your marketing, going above and beyond with your communication. So I just want to do the absolute best job for each of my clients and um, give back to them with some cool events and, um, so Paige is taking it to the next level with that added support going white glove in 2023. 
Brad, what do you, what do you have for a new year's resolution? So, uh, I mean, obviously there's the team stuff. I want to see the team hit their goals. We did all their sort of, uh, year end reviews and they set some pretty hefty goals for next year. So I'm super excited in, in trying to help them do that. But I'd say my 2022 was, I just had so many crazy highlights that in 2023, I feel like it's all about sort of personal, uh, development for myself. There's some things that I've wanted, I've wanted to do that. I just didn't believe that anyone would want to hear from me. Um, so like I've wanted for the longest time to do a channel around creating content on YouTube and Instagram and TikTok, just sort of like my perspective as being a do it yourself sort of media company. Um, so I've been looking to launch brand it like Brad, I've got about three videos in the tank and hopefully releasing those by, uh, February. Um, I've got a podcast being rebranded as full disclosure with Bob Tompkins, um, coming out here in the next two to three weeks. Um, but this last year, you know, I had dinner with Ryan Serhant like a couple months back and I got to meet like some of my heroes in the industry and got to hang with them and sit in the same room uh, with them and feel like I was able to add something to the conversation. So I was pretty pumped about that. And I just realized that like so many agents are capable of so much more, whether it's in their markets or with their sales goals or with their personal brands. Uh, but the biggest limiting factor is just what they believe they know of themselves or what category they've put themselves into. So I'm just in 2023 going to try to go out there and just say, Hey, like put myself out there and let the market, let agents, let people say like, now we don't want it, not interested. Like, and who cares? Like, I just would like to look at 2023 without sort of any uh, personal limits or barriers. So I'm excited for that. I love that. I love it. I think a lot of people, might be listening to this right now. Might be listening to Brad and saying, "Hey, what areas am I holding myself back on?" And Brad saying, "Hey, just let it rip in 23." Let's go, Eric. What do you got? Those are those are some pretty loose resolutions. I actually have three written down right here that are very specific. I like your resolutions, wow. but look loose. at Eric. All of a sudden, he's been a, he's been working with me every day for a year, and and now he's got bullet points. Go ahead, Eric. Well, I do, and also I learned this from you, Byron. Yesterday we were talking in the referred the refer network and a speaker session and Byron was, uh, you know, kind of on this unhinged soliloquy about what he eats every single day, how much he sleeps, what time he gets up and everything. And he did make a point that has stuck with me. And it was that every successful person that he knows, every top producer, every person with a team that's super I'm talking tippy top, when highly productive, has a very specific regimen of what they do every day. Like Byron, when he was running his real estate team, well, he still is. When he was an agent, he would make his calls from what you said, like eight to 12, eight to, noon. eight to noon every single day. And, you know, I wake up with a general schedule of, you know, six to eight. I'm going to be posting. I'm going to be making sure the stories are up, kind of crafting what the email is going to look like, seeing how the day is going to look from a content perspective. I don't know why Brad's smirking from BAM and for the broke agent Instagram. But if I actually scheduled this out, like today, you know, from 10 to 12, I'm doing blog posts. From one to two, I'm doing this. I think I will be more highly productive. So I do want to actually have a way stricter schedule. I think it'll make me more productive and just really help with BAM. So that's number one. Number two, um, I'm going to be reading more books this year. Mm. I haven't read a book recreationally since Catcher in the Rye. And I don't think that was recreational. I think that was assigned to me on summer reading back in sixth grade. So I really think that's that awesome. I need to actually learn from books I haven't, 
you know, read anything in an extremely long time. And I, and I, and I see it hurting my vocabulary. I well, see you read when, Instagram comments every day. I read Instagram comments. Exactly. But I do need to be learning like, you know, as we start this media company, as we continue this journey, I need to be learning from other people than just the people that I'm talking to on a daily basis and 100%. from consuming content. So definitely those two things that I'm, I'm going to be writing way more blogs. I get way more enjoyment out of doing blogs than I do just a stupid Instagram meme at this point. So I'm going to commit to one blog post per week, which may not seem like a lot because we do a lot of editing and there's five blog posts up on the band website, but me personally, I'm going to do one blog post per week. So those are my three. Aren't you getting married next year? Like, is there no goals around getting married? Oh, wow. Yes. That Keep is it correct. together till March, Eric. That is right. <laughs> and in March, I will be marrying my lovely fiance and we're going to have a great life together. So that's another goal too. The She's best in the other thing room. about she could hear this. The best thing about getting married is you never have to say the word fiance again. Trust me. The only reason word. I said that is because she's in the other room. I hate that. Not, word. not, okay. not the aspect of having a great life together. Just the word fiance. Yeah, yeah just getting rid of that word out of when you have to. Hey, this is my fiance. Ugh. Correct. Ugh. Exactly. Well, you sound <laughs> like an asshole good. either way. If you introduce as your girlfriend, then then you know it's you're going to hear about that too. Exactly. And if you say yeah. fiance, the person looks at you like you're a dick. So. <laughs> speak a little french yeah, yeah exactly yeah. all right uh, mine is uh it, it's off of the coattails of what eric just talked about i've been talking about it for the last three to six months certainly if you're on 5 a.m call you've heard me speak to this point cutting the fat continuously every single month in 2023 where is the fat and not just cutting it to cut okay whether that's in the pnl whether that's in my personal life, not just cutting to do less, but cutting to reinvest into growth. Okay. So uh, what does that mean for a business, uh, you know, a real estate business, a team or, or an agent or, or an agency or a brokerage? It means getting rid of the luxury expenses and taking that do those dollars and reinvesting them in dominating the online lead flow in your marketplace. So that when you go into an appointment, you can say, yeah, there's nobody that can literally buy a Zillow lead, an RDC lead, a home value lead, PPC. Like we've got it all and we're dominating in all areas, right? I want to cut the fat and reinvest in areas that are going to grow the business in quarter one, quarter two, because it's so important to swell up the database in quarter one, quarter two with what we're going to be faced with in 2023. Uh, I don't care what you think, how optimistic you are. The tea leaves are reading. There's going to be a lot of regular folks who are homeowners or home buyers who are going to be screwed in 2023, whether it's a layoff, loss of income, you know, or some other uh, economic disaster in their life. So for personal business, cut the fat and invest in growth areas. And when I look at that from a personal perspective, I've actually created a contract for myself of things I'm leaving behind in 2022. I have people signing that contract, right? So there's strict rules around, if I wanna do all, if BAM's gonna be the biggest media company of all time, 2023 is gonna be a damn important year for that growth, okay? There is a burn associated with doing all of this stuff, right? And I'm gonna have a certain amount of time to get everything done, which means I'm going to have to take things out that I did in 2022 to add everything that I want to get done in 2023. So strict rules around 
drinking, strict rules around how much leisure time I'm going to have. The stakes are too high in 2023 not to have strict rules on how I'm going to operate on a daily basis. So I've been pretty good about having routines in my life and all of that. It's got to go to the next level. And you hear that, Paige? And you hear that? Well, listen. Okay, I will say though. People don't like, like for, it when I say this kind of stuff sometimes. It's true. Go ahead, I love Paige. it. No, I will say for females, and I love that attitude, and I do have it kind of honed in. Like I box every morning, I eat super healthy, I count my macros, I do intermittent fasting. So I kind of am, um, I like the saying, how you do one thing is how you do everything. Yes. But for females, I'm a mom of two kids. So I think that's more of the masculine energy and business of like, I got you. Grind, like you got to give it to, le- to the next level for females. I think you have to have some of that. You have to have your goals and your systems in place, but you also have to be a little bit more in the flow state of like, okay, stuff is going to come up. Like I've got to be there for my kids. I've got to also be doing what I feel good about. If I had this plan one day, but you know, I'm feeling super creative and I want to do this. Like I'm just a little bit more in the flow state and it's worked out for me that way. So I think there's a place for both, but especially for females, like who are moms and raising kids, you've got to be able to, you know, go with the flow a little bit. Yeah. I'm glad you, I'm glad you challenged me on that page because being a mother is the hardest job in the world. So all this other crap that we're talking about is secondary to that for sure. Being a mother is harder than being a father period. End of story. I don't care if you're the stay at home dad, there's a, there's a, different connection with moms and kids because the mom actually birthed the child. Okay. I don't know any dudes doing that level of work and actually bringing kids to the world. And I, and if my wife was on here right now, she'd be like, you know, yeah, it's easy for you to say next level and all this kind of stuff. You know, she's got the hardest job taking care of the kids. And what I'm saying with this, this routine, it's not for, um, every single person. It's not for maybe every, every artist who, who wants to be a little bit more um, loose and, and it's understanding like even the conversation we had with the videos um, understanding, you know, how you're going to operate the best. Are you the best at walking through a, a property like page and making it engaging? Or are you going to be the best at sitting in front, front of a green screen? Are you best yeah. at having a highly restrictive schedule And, you know, to me, when I look at the high achievers, I want to emulate the tippity tippity top, like there's great achievers. And then there's people that are just all the way at the top. They've got this type of schedule. So I'm leaning more, more towards that for me, but somebody who's very much an artist and free flowing, and he's a great talent at what they do. You know, you may be listening to this and say, I gravitate more towards, towards that. I'd say you have to understand like a lot of people, I think they don't, they say they want one thing, but they don't understand what it takes to actually get there. And so what you're describing is to do something that is so hard and so difficult and so specialized and so unique that it takes that level of commitment to it. Like I look back on the things that, that we've done over the last year or two. And I, I like in 2021, I, I had a big, big year. And once I saw what it took to sell like $71 million personally, I realized I didn't want that goal in, in 2022. I didn't want that life, what that meant. I didn't want to be sitting on the couch and have my kids leaning up against me, watching their iPads while I'm writing an offer and I'm somewhere else dealing with contingencies and amendments and all that stuff. And so once you realize what you actually want, which is a, the hardest thing, and then B realize what it'll take to get there. It's the realizing what it'll take to get there is what should probably redefine 
<laughs> what you actually want in the first place. The self-awareness, it, it's tiring to hear people talk about what they want. And then it's like, okay, let's map out the steps to get there. And the steps are like, I don't want to do any of that. It's also yeah. tiring where people have this negative reaction. Like, I love how Paige was like, here's the other side of it, as opposed to like a negative reaction to what I said. She could have said, and I've seen this in the comments all year long when, when I put out, you know, some, some type of content like this, where it's easy for you to say, dude, you know, you don't have kids or which I do have two kids, but, or whatever the reaction may be. Paige came at it a different way of like, here's just another way to look at it. Here's how I look at it. Here's how it fits in for me personally. And I love that healthy conversation as opposed to the, like, uh, you're wrong. And, and that's just, you know, black and white. It's, it's just not that way. Yeah, well, I think that is a great way to be, but for people like me and my um, lifestyle, it's you got to give yourself grace because I'm more, I want to be that way. Like I am driven and I'm like, hey, I'm going to do this, Super this, driven. but some people, you know, it's just, you have to give yourself grace and, um, you know, get your priorities straight. And like Brad said, okay, what do I really want? And how can I achieve, you know, the maximum amount of success while still having an enjoyable life and taking care of my kids or whatever it is. What a great way to end the year, Paige. I think you've said it beautifully. Uh, we, are, we, are, we are done here with the walkthrough for 2022. We'll be back next week, of course. I uh, really appreciate both of you joining us here to, to close out the year. Appreciate thanks. it. Yeah, thanks a lot, guys. All right. We'll see you next year. Happy New Year.